0: Good morning. Somebody said, "Huh?" Oh, yes. Lost my train of thought there. <clears throat> yeah, our legs are a little bit weak right now, and but uh, so good to be back and and to see all that's happening here at Claremont. It's Just amazing. These young ones are growing up so so quickly, and uh, things are happening uh with the young people. I was just thinking it well, was we just singing that song. I didn't know if Andrew was singing there's within my heart a Melanie. Uh, <coughs> uh, I mean a Melody. <laughs> but we're um, it's great to see. I'm so it's it's boy, I tell you that that family's gonna that that house is gonna be empty, it seems like uh, pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just great! Again, it's uh, it. It was a good time up with Yosemite. Maybe, uh, Lord willing, tonight um, we can um, talk a little bit more about Yosemite, and uh, maybe I'll just give you an uh, update on what's been happening back in Michigan, and. Um, um, you know how it ended this, this last week Yosemite, which was really sad But uh, you know the Lord's got his hand in it uh, He allowed it to happen And uh, for reasons that we may not even know You know, maybe there was something That diverted only our caravan of vehicles To go some other way You know, we don't know Eternity may, will tell but, uh, but I'm sure the Lord uh, Will receive the honor and glory Through it all um, but back home this year is, uh, started off in, in the winter. I don't, my, my, my body is just seems like it's falling apart more. Uh, what, what's the reason? Anybody can tell me above, uh, <laughs> my age. Well, <laughs> this last winter, I, you know, I, I heat my house with wood, so, um, I didn't have any gloves on, and I was digging under a tarp I to get some of the wood out, and there was just a, a hungry little spider waiting for some flesh. <laughs> and you know, maybe it's been a long winter for that little spider. And so I got this wood and took it in the house, and I felt something in my finger right here, just a little sting and yeah, you know was scratching a little bit and just after a few days as things started swelling up and uh, it got so bad that I was morning meeting or after the uh, meeting on Sunday morning I had to go to a med center because just the finger was swollen tight and I couldn't even bend it and um, so they gave me a, a, a shot and that afternoon, I felt like my finger was going to come off. It was hurting. Every breath I was taking, real, I just haven't had pain like that since I ran my fingers in a saw. But uh, <clears throat> this, yeah, that was another. That's, I'm not going to go way back because we can spend all time here. Time. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it was pretty painful for, for a week. And then... I remember I was at the store walking around. I happened to look down at my finger, and my skin was just starting to come all off. I said now what 's going to happen i 'm going to lose my finger here or what?" But um, I told this to one of the nurses at the at the home, and her son uh, she went and told her son about he 's a a doctor and everything. He says, "Well, that is a sign of a brown recluse spider, which is very poisonous and so so that um, finally cleared up, and I'm still here. But they say it could be very fatal getting bit by one of those spiders. And the Lord, again, as Rod was giving his testimony, spared me uh, from something that could have been far worse. And, of course, trying to play the guitar, uh, it was very hard. I had to learn different fingers how to, to push the strings down, and, and it didn't, didn't work too well. Um, and then uh, I got bit by a snake, uh, and that was on this hand. And but it was a snake that you use to clean out plumbing pipes, <laughs> to, to clean out pipes. <laughs> and um, that it was a motorized thing I borrowed from the home. The errands were coming to the house, and as they were pulling in, my septic system went down, and so. Uh, so we got a snake out there and we worked at it and um, well I mean it's something that they can talk about for the years ahead Oh, I remember going to Doug's house and couldn't flush the toilets and all this stuff well I was doing the snake and it's got a little switch you push with your foot and the, and the thing caught in the, the cable it's a half inch cable coiled and caught my finger and took me right around and I was able to get my foot off the switch, and then I had to get the thing in reverse, and I got it back. but it pinched my finger where it was white for a whole hour didn 't have no feeling at all for over an hour, and I was doing all I could, and it still have some I hear a clicking sound when i'm <laughs> when i 'm uh, bending the finger sometimes, so i don 't know what, what took place there but And then I hit my toe, this last I have this big old cast iron cauldron. I'm in antiques, and I was trying to roll it around, and the thing rolled right on my big toe. And It's like 150 pounds, and it pivoted on my toe and fell over, and I almost fell over and, oh, falling apart. And and then about two weeks ago, I got four stitches taken out of this finger, where it got in the way of a utility knife. And um, so... I wasn't gonna go, but I, being it happened at work, they wanted I had to go for insurance, you know, causes and everything, and and I had it not bleeding at all until the doctor came and looked at it. And he goes, "Oh, let me see," and he opened it right up, and I go, "Oh!" <laughs> so I got four stitches there. They came out just two weeks ago, and then up at Yosemite, on my way up in Oakhurst, <laughs> just after lunch, I go, "Wow, boy, I got another hole in my mouth here or something." And a big portion of my tooth is breaking apart. And during lunch, I'm there, I'm like picking bones out of, you know, out of a salad or something. I said, what is going on here? So I got half a tooth here, and I've got an appointment on Wednesday. Lord willing to check that out. So, so it's been, uh, things have been going on. Been, been exciting. <laughs> so, but listen, it's enough about me. But things have been really, in Michigan, it's been been great, I appreciate your prayers uh, for the little assembly that I'm in there, uh, really uh, evangelical, we've got a lot of things going on, and getting the word out, and we would love to see spiritual growth, but the Lord says preach the word, in season and out of season, and we, it's been very faithful, we've had two weeks of gospel meetings, we go door to door, we have community suppers, uh, chili suppers and breakfasts and they do prison work they do they go to another home to visit so they're really active and I mean we only have maybe 40 people uh, you know there at the assembly but um, the Lord knows and we're doing what we can we're just doing what he told us to to, to go and plant the seed and water it. he's the one's gonna cause the, the, the increase so but uh, keep praying for, for them uh, for for the elders there, and they um, appreciate that and then as far as the work at the home that 's going on, we do have a, a new administrator that came into rest Haven homes, and um, he 's doing very well, something he hasn 't ever done before in administration so um, but uh, considering he 's doing very well and he 's really upgrading the home, um, but we do have a lot of empties, and we had up to twenty empty apartments on the outside and that's just uh, it's a lot of income that's not coming in so um, uh, be, be praying for that and uh, we do have uh, couples I think about three couples that are coming in since I've been away and one of them is uh, uh, the Wilson family uh, Tyrannus Wilson's son is uh, coming into the home And um, so hopefully they'll also be a blessing to the assemblies there, too. Um, Other than that, we need rain. (laughs) We've had two feet of rain, over two feet, but my garden is not being watered. And uh, I was hoping, I'm just praying that the Lord will uh, bring showers, (laughs) a blessing. And um, so, but we'll see. Um, Let's... uh, Turn over to Acts. Acts, now, we go to what? 3.30, is it? Uh, (laughs) um, You go till noon, right? Noon, okay. Well, maybe, I don't know. We'll see how, how, maybe we'll get out early today. We'll see. Acts 16 and verse 14. Acts 16 and verse 14. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized in her household, she besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. I'm not going to be speaking here on Lydia, but what she sold. A seller of purple. In that area, Thyatira, is known for its dyes and the use of its dyes in, in extracting and manufacturing it. And that purple, from what understands, comes from a shellfish. So I don't know how close these shellfish were to her and how abundant they are, but it was very expensive, very expensive dye. So, um, uh, so it, and it was known, of course, then, uh, amongst the, the wealthy, if we could turn over to Luke. We're going to be kind of jumping around a little bit to see about this purple. Luke 16 and verse 19, familiar portion of the scripture about the rich man and Lazarus. And there was in verse 19, 16:19, 19, there was a certain rich man, which was clothed in purple and fine linen, and fared sumptuously every day. There was a rich man. So obviously, this uh, this was a gar- this was a dye of a, of a material that just wasn't in every household, uh, just known amongst the wealthy. And if we could go then back over to the Old Testament in Exodus chapter 25. And of course, this is the, um, the plans for the tabernacle. And verse 25, starting with verse 1 of Exodus. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly. With his heart ye shall take my offering. And this is the offering which ye shall take of them, gold and silver and brass and blue and purple and scarlet fine linen and goat's hair and ram skin dyed red and badger skin and shatim wood, oil for the light, spices for anointing oil and for sweet incense. Onyx stones and stones to be set in the ephod and the breastplate and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. It's interesting that wherever the Lord dwells, he has specifications. He has a list of things. It's, it's very concise of what you're supposed to do. The tabernacle, the Lord is going to dwell there. And just to think, all this beauty, is just it must have been something to see. It must have really been something to see. And I don't know, as far as the sun, you know, and all these gems and everything, you can imagine what it must have looked like. And um, the Lord was going to dwell there in the midst. And you know what? Even in the ark, in Noah, the Lord dwelt in that ark. And he had specific things, the, the width, the height, everything, on how to build it. This is what you're going to do. This is how, what you're going to build it with. And it's important to... Um, for those building these to follow the blueprint, isn't it? To keep it right to the measurements and to to the fabric. Um, And uh, it was beautiful and costly material. Um, You know, where did they get that purple? I don't know, you know, how far again away that they had to go get these things to gather them together to, to put this tabernacle together. But that purple... Was, um, was in that tabernacle. That I may dwell among them. And you think should God's dwelling place, it should be according to his specifications. He owns it. Um, if one is to, you decide to build a house, And you had the blueprints. You want to build this special way. The contractor comes in and he changes some things. And you walk in and he says, well, wait a minute. That's not in the plans. I'm going to live here, not you. Well, I thought, well, it would look better with maybe a little bit taller ceiling or, you know. And he says, no. This is my house. I want to build the way. I want to be built. And we um, read in 1 Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians, and this is uh, another one of those, um, I think there's a number one of those famous uh, uh, 313, excuse me, 313 verses. 1 Corinthians 3. And verse 3, I'm getting kind of off here, but I just just want to bring this one verse up and just kind of gleaning from a message that Randy Amos gave years ago. But uh, 1 Corinthians 3, uh, 16, he says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? Isn't that something? The Spirit of God is indwelling in each and every one of believers, of his children. And how important it is that we should take care of that dwelling. And what do people see from the outside looking upon this tabernacle? Um, Do the people outside see that purple? that expensive, costly dye, that fabric? Do they see the precious stones in this temple as we walk this world? Um, truly Christ in this temple, of course, of ours, needs to have the preeminence, have the preeminence. Well, let's get back to, uh, to the purple. Um, turn to Luke. Again, very familiar passages. Luke chapter twenty three. And I'll get there. Luke chapter twenty three, starting at verse. Um, verse 8 chapter 23 and verse 8 and when Herod saw Jesus he was exceeding glad for he was desirous to see him of a long season because he had heard many things of him and hoped to have seen some miracles done by him then he questioned with him In many words, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priests and the scribes stood and vehemently accused him. And Herod, with his men of war, set him at naught and mocked him. And arrayed him in a gorgeous robe. And sent him again to Pilate. And arrayed him in a gorgeous robe. Can you imagine what color that robe might have been? I think it was purple. A gorgeous robe. What a scene that must have been. Obviously they saw this man whose face was marred more than any man. And here they put this gorgeous robe on him. So I wonder how that made his face even look, even worse. You know, one of the things up in uh, up in Yosemite, I I love to go fishing, and uh, tried to get up every morning to go out, and just sometimes it's hard to concentrate. You know where your line is because you just just the gorgeous, just the mountains, the trees. And these huge, monstrous boulders that, are, that could fill this room are, are incredible. And, of course, you know, I fortunately thank the Lord that I did some catching. Not only fishing, but got some catching done. And I caught two of them. And two of them down this one morning. One was a nice-sized trout, and the other one was a smaller one. I tell people, well, I get the smaller one just to make the bigger one look bigger. You know, and, wow, look at that big one, you know. But you know, you think of the Lord and that blood must have been oozing maybe through that changing the color of that robe but it was a gorgeous robe that they arrayed him with and how it must have made him look his face uh, this, past, you know, this past week uh, brother, brother Joe uh, you know, was talking about the words of our Lord on Calvary, and um, it was just a blessing, just a wonderful thing, just to focus on Jesus only and Brother Mike also atwood too that 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 the Lord is in the center of his tabernacle, and he That is where the wealth, that's where all the the purple, I mean, that's, the Lord is so precious. And he needs to be in the center of it all. If he wasn't there in the center of the tabernacle, all that other stuff would have just faded. Why would you be wandering around just if the Lord was not there? Just, it just had no value if the Lord isn't in it. And if the Lord is not dwelling in our tabernacle, is our life really showing and being worth his usage as a channel only? Um, so he's got that gorgeous robe. Then let's turn over to Mark. Mark chapter 15. Mark chapter starting with verse number 15 <clears throat> Mark 15 15 and so Pilate willing to content the people release Barabbas unto them and deliver Jesus when he had scourged him to be crucified and as you know through that scourging you've heard it over that Many never, never survived that scourging of, those, of that bone just digging into the flesh and ripping it out. And the soldiers led him away into the hall called Praetorium. And they called together the whole band. And they clothed him with purple, that purple robe, and plaited a crown of thorns and put it about his head and began to salute him hail well he had all the, he had that purple on that gorgeous gorgeous material in that dye king of the jews hail king of the jews and they smote him on the head with a reed And did spit upon him. And bowing their knees. Mocked him in worship. Worshipped him. And when they had mocked him. They took off the purple from him. And put on his own clothes. On him. And let him out. To crucify him. He had that purple on him. What a scene. And I. I'm sorry. But I don't get tired. Of remembering that. Every Sunday morning. Joe. Spoke on. This an hour. Every day. On our Lord. And what a blessing it is to come Sunday morning for the 45 minutes just to focus on the Lord. Is he not worthy? Is he not worthy? This one who put on the purple robe clothed in purple his pillar was a rock pillow was a rock the sky his blanket he didn't have any money told his disciple go go catch a fish didn't have nothing in his pockets go catch a fish and get a coin the fish were had more money than our lord jesus christ (laughs) but they mocked him with that purple. And I'm so thankful that as our brother was speaking of that, that cry, the end of the cry, it is finished. You know, it's, it's a wonderful thing, which it's still an ongoing process to finish my house. <laughs> and uh, you know, the Lord He's not done yet Unfinished. He said, I'm going to prepare a place. So it's not done yet. So he's still working on his place. But someday, we're going to be all those children of God be occupied in that dwelling place. And it'll be done. It'll be done. No more to add. We'll be all gathered together. Look forward to that day. We'll all be gathered together, finally. And we won't shame him anymore. We'll be from the, away from the power of sin, the presence of sin. It's just hard to imagine. You know, he's thought of this morning, how if we would have been there at the cross, what would we have done? Would we have anointed our Lord with spittle? Would we have slapped him? Will we have cried out from a distance away with him? We all have the same nature. We were born in sin. Well, as we've been hearing this, for this reason why our Savior came. What a blessed Savior we have. And I don't know what colors. He's going to be in white. And I don't know if we're all just going to be, you know, dressed the same way up there, you know. I think there's going to be a lot of variety. And uh, what a day to look forward to. Now, you know, um, I wasn't for sure. I, you know, I was trying to get, it was late last night and trying to get something together. And, and uh, you know, sometimes it's good just to get up say what you're going to say and sit down because I'm not going to try to fill in the gap but I hope you see this picture this picture of a costly die and we are that dwelling place right now of the Holy Spirit And how is our life showing forth, beaming out? Is it the Lord Jesus Christ? Is it the Lord Jesus Christ? Is the world seeing a glorious glow of purple? A costly, costly, very costly die? i just like to sing this, uh, this one uh, song here. <clears throat> the title is The title is Purple Robe Purple Robe <laughs> Tis a story so unkind in the Holy Book we find for it tells how Jesus stood alone one day there's a multitude condemned yet they found no fault in him the man who wore the scarlet purple robe purple robe my Savior wore oh the shame for me he bore As he stood alone forsaken on that day And they placed upon his head Piercing thorns of blood-stained red His raiment was a scarlet-purple robe In the common judgment hall He was mocked and scorned by all And the tears of sorrow fell upon his cheek Soldiers of the wicked man Smote him with their evil hands The man who wore the scarlet purple robe Purple robe my Savior wore Oh, the shame for me he bore As he stood alone forsaken on that day Piercing thorns of blood-stained red Piercing thorns of bloodstained red And his raiment was a scarlet purple robe lips of Pilate came, in this man I find no reason to die. But the multitudes, let me start that over again. Words of truth that day were plain, from the lips of Pilate came. In this man I find no reason he should die. But the multitudes in Christ, let him now be crucified. A man who wore the scarlet purple robe Purple robe my Savior wore Oh, the shame for me he bore As he stood alone forsaken on that day And they placed upon his head Piercing thorns of bloodstained red His raiment was a scarlet purple robe All for you and for me we are just so unworthy aren't we but he is worthy he is worthy that we should serve him continually this man our savior who wore that scarlet purple robe shall we close in prayer heavenly father Words just cannot express our thanksgiving for your great love to us and allowing for your, that you allowed your son to experience things that he has never experienced before spittle in his face, the whip to his back, the thorns to his head. Oh, Father, those nails that were pounded in his hands and feet and a spear in his side and on and on, oh, Father, things that he has never experienced before. He came down here knowing full well it was going to happen. And he did it for us. Oh, Father, pierce our hearts. Pierce our hearts, O Father, that, that we would live for our Savior more so, that we would be holy as he is holy, that, Father, the world would see the gems that we have and see, Father, that we do have worth because our Savior came and redeemed us for reasons I don't understand. But, oh, God, I just pray that you would help us and strengthen us in this world that is so dark, oh, how we can shine brighter and brighter. And we can only do it in the strength that you give, oh, Father. Oh, I pray that you would help us not to rely upon our own strength. So, Father, just commit these words To thee, O Father, anything of the flesh, I pray that it may be forgotten. I just pray that your spirit will speak, giving you thanks, O Father, again for your great love, that great sacrifice of our blessed Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.